This is Bibliovile, the terrible book exchange podcast that gets thrust upon me, surprisingly, instead of recording the one I thought we were going to record. For this episode of Bibliovile, Michelle read Deadly Sins, Dave read Secret Sins, and I read Ultimate Sins. And I didn't have to read anything, like usual. To a very special Nick's 25th birthday edition of Bibliophile. That's what I'm, this is about, my birthday? Yeah, this is one of your birthday presents. I'm How your, many birthday presents am I going to get? I'm your co-host, Susan Dickinson. I'm your other world slash this co-host, <laughs> Michelle Johnson. And I'm your special guest co-host, Dave Lucky. I'm still here, I'm Mick, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had no idea what, I have no idea what's going on, apparently... They all read books without me, and I don't know why anyone would ever want to read more bad books than they... Wait, no, that's the whole thing about the podcast. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so you just up the podcast. So, Sue, what what is happening? So I legitimately do not know. The One of the worst books that we've ever read for Bibliophile we, is fan favorite Laura Lee's Midnight Sins. Oh, God. So I thought it would be um, pretty exciting for everyone involved if... Michelle and Dave and I finished the Midnight Sins series. <laughs> There's an entire series. There are four books oh, in the, the series. Oh, the Sins Quadrology? Yep. Uh, they're either called the Sins series or the Callahans, depending on which, depending on where you look. Are you mm-hmm. saying that Laura Lee did not name something definitively and switches between them? At- I would never <laughs> say that. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm about 107 pages worth of an idea. You guys apparently outpaced me heartily. So Michelle started us off. What was the title of yours, Michelle? So I have book two, which is called Deadly Sins, which was very hard to find at the library because there are many books named Deadly Sins. I can be very careful. Well, yeah, we uh, she read two books called Midnight Sins on (laughs) What was yours, Dave? I read Secret Sins. And then I finished us off with Ultimate Sins, which I could not find at the library. It was taken out of circulation. Also, I didn't want to just have it like lying around the house because yeah. that would give away a few so things. So this is the secret book that you've been reading and taking notes about. Uh-huh. I now own it on my Kindle. Good. This is going to be in my Amazon history for all time. We're going to have that. We're going to have like a running total of books we wish we didn't own. Yeah. Starting with like Obama's America. Now we got the Midnight Sins book. We got the set, the Midnight Sins and now Ultimate Sins. Which, frankly, I think, Dave, your book should have been called Penultimate Sins. <laughs> it's a secret, though. <laughs> secret. I like how it's Midnight Sins, and then it's not like one in the morning sins. Um, so for a brief recap of the plot of Midnight Sins, Good I have luck. no idea what happened in that book. There was a lot of gross sex. The main character's name was Rafer, which is a bad name. Um, what was Lowry Berry? <laughs> Lowry Berry was the, like, murderer. 11th hour murderer that was introduced Barry at the Lowry. very end. Yeah. Oh. Um... There, there's there was, a lot of parallels here. There was a town <laughs> where everyone hated these three cousins. Corbin County. And their parents died, and there were a lot of people being murdered. The and their grandparents. And their grandparents, except their grandparents were murdered, but then were alive later in the book. Yeah. <laughs> because they were characters. Yeah, don't end. try and pin down details here. Um, that's about as much, I think, as is relevant uh, or that I remember coherently. This, yeah, Midnight Sins, if I remember correctly, because I have not read a book. So I'm sitting here without anything to actually say for the first time in my life. But I'm still going to talk, like the rest of the times of my life. Uh, and that's, I remember Midnight Sins for three basic things. 
uh, the extraordinarily dense starting scene that takes place at a youth center, mm-hmm. the community youth center that we never see again. Uh, the really gross sex scenes, and a third thing. That I don't care enough about Midnight Sins. That's the third thing. Yeah. Um, the plot is very confusing, and that is consistent with my book, at least, <laughs> that the plot continues to be very confusing. And there's a lot of stuff I remember in Midnight Sins that was like introduced in really in-depth detail that was never brought up again. So I also found a lot of that in my book. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and I can get into it a little bit more when I talk about mine, but a lot of the time I was wondering if this was something that was in one of the other books in the series, or if it was just sort of brought up as, oh yeah, by the way, this happened, so now the plot can keep going. Yeah, I'm. I'm. In, there's so many things that I'm interested to see if they are still, like if they continue to be relevant. Mm. Yes. Probably not. Anyway. Yes. Michelle. Okay. So Tell I us guess, about Deadly Sins. So I guess I'm going to kick us off. So Deadly Sins is from the perspective of the, like, the Callahan brother in question who's, like, in charge of this book is Logan, Ooh. who I believe is the middle brother, um, mm-hmm. based on... <laughs> Are they Basically. brothers or cousins? Cousins. They, okay, yeah. Cousins. I, I don't know why they're cousins. The fact that they're cousins seems pointless to me, other than yeah. to Are just they have... all only children, then? No. No. So there was a mention at one point of they had a sister, oh. um, and I don't know what happened to her, because they mentioned her very briefly, and Logan was real sad about her, and then never thought about her again. Was her name Sarah? I don't know. I might have some more details. <laughs> oh, good. Great. There might be some secret <laughs> sins. Yeah, hers are secret sins. Oh, my God. <laughs> so um, so the, the book actually opens, and this was kind of crazy. So the book opens with this, like, communique, um, which is essentially saying, like, if you murder these three dudes, I'll pay you $2 million. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's another thing about the original Midnight Sins that I remember is that it, ostensibly it's going to be a murder mystery right where like a woman gets murdered at the very beginning i don't remember who it is amy and then the- jamie cammy's sister jamie okay Ugh. oh that's who jamie is <laughs> yeah and then for the rest <laughs> of the book like the it doesn't end. pop up at all it's a no. romance mm-hmm. like why is there a murder happening if- yes. all right but so so someone has received a communique indicating that they that like essentially essentially it's an assassin being hired um and Someone named Ryan Calvert, uh, like, I'll just read it. Ryan Calvert stared at the message for a long time, lips tight, jaw clenched in fury. Son of a bitch. He had to admit he had expected this sooner. Why are you saying son of a bitch then? (laughs) (laughs) Hell, years sooner. His cover as an assassin worked perfectly. (laughs) I don't understand whose cover is an assassin. (laughs) In order to hide my hitman nature, I'm going to pretend to be an assassin while yeah, what, everyone thinks what that are I'm you, what, an enforcer. Yeah, what's your real life that your cover story is that you kill people for money? Is he an undercover cop? Yes, I think that is what is happening. I'm pretty sure that... <laughs> you read the entire book, right? <laughs> they never come back to him. <laughs> we never get anything from his perspective again. Oh, God. Prologued and forgotten? Yeah, but, well, I mean, so there is a reference to... Very late in the book, um, they realize that, oh, like, someone has a contract out to kill us, for sure. And so I'm pretty sure that that's what's happening there. But also it's very confusing because there's another person who's who's essentially killing every woman they've ever slept with or dated. Um, And that guy, we get a bunch of stuff from his perspective, which I found really creepy, but I'll discuss later. So we get a bunch of stuff from his perspective, but he's angry that they... 
whoever he's working for also hired this assassin to kill the Callahans because he thinks that he should get to kill the Callahans for reasons unknown to me. So the assassin who is, who is undercover, an undercover cop pretending to be an assassin, presumably so he can figure out who's trying to kill the Callahans. Yeah. Is the intro to this book and then is dropped completely. (laughs) Do you think that she was just writing a different book and is like, nah, I'm going to go back to the Callahan thing. Yeah. Um, so then we switch to, uh, Sky O'Brien, who is also an undercover cop. Good. <laughs> Consistency. <laughs> I like it. Does she have one Y or two? She has one oh, Y, but an E. e. In like, my book, it was just Sky, like, S-K-Y. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was, her, her, was she in, in oh, in your She book. was just referenced in okay. my book, and it was just S-K-Y. Okay. <laughs> okay. So she's definitely Sky with an E, um, and she is living across from Logan in a house that Logan also owns, so, like, she's essentially renting from him, um, and living across the street from the house that they grew up in, basically. So he's living in the Callahan estate, she's living in a house that they own, and it's across the street from them. And she is trying real hard to seduce Logan. Mm-hmm. For reasons that it seems like what she's really trying to do is figure out what are hap- what happened to her foster sister 12 years ago. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course she is. I, to- I just hate it when books come into that sort of cliche. You know what I'm saying? The whole foster sister dozens of years ago thing. And, and she's an undercover FBI agent. She doesn't think Logan had anything to do with her sister's murder, but she does think that whoever murdered her sister was trying to get at Logan. So now she's trying to get at Logan to see if she can essentially use herself as bait. I think that is... The honeypot. I believe that this is Skye's purpose in the whole (laughs) book. However, it is never stated. She never says anything about her plan. She just talks about how she wants to have sex with Logan a lot because she thinks he's very attractive. Really gross, (laughs) overblown, overlong sex. Incredibly gross, incredibly horrifying sex. Um... So, uh, they, (laughs) (laughs) um, at some point, so at the beginning of the book, there's sort of all this weird sexual tension. They keep seeing each other at places. Logan walks her home from the big social that happens. In the community center. Yeah, in the community center. Apparently that's just a thing. Yeah. So it happens weekly. Um, there's a social at the community center weekly. They Mm -hmm. mentioned a social. A weekly social? That sounds like... And and one of the main characters in my book is the woman who organizes them. Oh, yeah. A weekly social feels like too many times to make it Especially because they're all very elaborately themed. Yes. (laughs) She must be good at her job. Mm -hmm. Um, So so they walk each other home, and then also Logan is like being a peeping Tom and watching her, watching Skye as she gets ready for bed. But also, it's pretty clear that Sky knows that because she keeps like dancing to music with the windows wide open in like a nightgown that is described very grossly by Logan. Yeah. <laughs> Turn that um, on. The guys in these books are kind of gross. But so that would be very funny if it was like a it was like a grandma nightgown. Yeah. Like her pink fleece nightgown <laughs> with cats on it. And her giant fuzzy slippers. Yeah. Her plaid flannel onesie. She, um, she was carrying a candle around and had a nightcap on. <laughs> so uh, so one night he's watching with the window, like with his lights off, so she doesn't think he's there. And then she, he is visited by his... Three ghosts. Grandfather? Or possibly. So a ghost, because he's Saul, supposed to be dead. Saul Rafferty, I think, comes by and delivers, I kid you not... A pug. <laughs> a pug puppy. Just gives Logan this pug puppy. 
super tough ex-military, like, supposed, clearly supposed to be, like, rugged cowboy dude now has a pug puppy that he needs to take care of. Which is the only thing that kept me happy throughout this entire book, <laughs> but also kept me on edge throughout this entire book. I did not care about anything else, but I swear to God, if the dog died, it was going to quit. <laughs> Here's a loaf of bread that is responsible, or is your responsibility. Yeah. Um, so he gets this pug, um, and he doesn't want the pug because he doesn't want to take care of anything, because the last time he had a puppy... Um, the puppy ate poisoned food that he was supposed to eat and the puppy died. And I was like, that's oh. horrifying. <laughs> that's awful. So I get why he doesn't want this puppy because he feels like the, like whoever is trying to hunt the Callahans might hurt the puppy to, to hurt him. And that's also why he doesn't want to start dating Skye, even though he is incredibly sexually attracted to Skye and clearly all he mm-hmm. wants to do is have sex with her. So they dance around that for a long time. They eventually get together. Um, in the meanwhile... Other women that Logan has slept with, he apparently makes a point of only ever having one night stands and only ever with women who don't live in the county. So he like goes out of the county. Um, it's a dry county. Yeah. <laughs> other other women he has slept with are being murdered by this person. So we get flashes into this like unknown person's point of view that are really gross and like kind of eroticized. Even though what this person does is rape and kill the women that Logan has had sex with, and yeah. it's like this is gross you know? yeah. <laughs> like this is supposed to be a romance novel and I'm getting this like really gross thing instead and it's very uncomfortable for me yes um so yeah uh basically they then circle around that that circles around for a long time like Sky and Logan want to have sex but then they don't or maybe they do sometimes and then also <laughs> they're all very torn and then and then the pug is a whole thing that gets passed around a whole bunch like sky takes the pug for a little while and logan keeps trying to give the pug away but it always cries unless it's with him and i was just like what is even happening what is, what is the point of any did of they this? give the pug a name um so logan named the pug rumbles but then sky took the pug and named her bella Rumbles, Rumbles is, way is better. objectively better. better. I but don't know why they changed even, that. Even the pug has two names? Yeah. <laughs> this is insane. Um, so, finally stuff started happening, like, probably two-thirds of the way through. Like, oh actual God. stuff started happening. Put that on your book cover. Probably stuff started happening. But there's a pug. Uh, um, so, uh... It turns out that, um, like, basi- basically, Sky has had her whole house bugged this whole time because she's an FBI agent. Pugged. Yes, but <laughs> Sky has had her house, like, expertly bugged this whole time because she's an ex-FBI agent. And someone tries to break into her house and kidnap her, mm-hmm. and they, like, figure it out, and, like, for, for some reason, like, he, he, like, tries to chloroform her, and so she almost passes out, but Logan realizes what's happening and comes and saves her, and then they let him get away, and I was like, why? Why did you do that? Like, or at least, like, I haven't reached my page count yet. Yeah, exactly. He's escaping. So they let him get away. Um, then they spend a bunch of time trying to figure out how to bait him and get him to come back and try to kidnap Sky again. They're also trying to protect Cammie at this point because they're concerned that Cammie is also going to be okay. kidnapped. Because we have now learned that for some reason the, the, the Callahans have to stay in the county for a year or have a kid, and then they'll be safe somehow. Like, it has safe. something to do with their inheritance. Yeah. Oh, is this a haunted house thing? I don't you know. have to stay in the county for one night. So, is Cammy pregnant? So, I don't know if Cammy's pregnant. It's unknown. It's like she gets almost kidnapped, and that's when they like send her away. She also gets okay. attacked, and then they send her and Rafer away with somebody that Sky knows from her past. 
who is like a Russian mobster. Is his name <laughs> Ivan? No, Reznova. Ivan yeah, Reznova. Yeah, yes, Ivan. yep. Yeah. He's in my book too. And Gregor. Oh, finally they introduced <laughs> Russians so that the author can explain away having multiple names. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So, so Ivan, Ivan spirits Cammy and Rafer away for a while. And then Skye is pretty sure she's pregnant because she and Logan have, have had sex like three times without a condom. <gasps> so, like five chapters long each yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so then they're like, oh God, we're trying to figure out who this guy is. And I could not even understand what was happening in sort of the climactic like battle scene between the like bad guy and Logan and Skye. Aside from the fact that they were driving Logan's truck, which apparently has a like dash mounted sniper rifle in it <laughs> all right i don't know why you would need that but it does um so they're USA. driving they're, USA. Uh, they're driving logan's truck up that they drive it up the mountain to crow's place they get into crow's place his nest yeah his nest they um <laughs> they are in the kitchen the guy bursts in on them and tries to like kidnap and assault sky in front of Logan while like Lo- he's like tied up. He's like managed to like tie up Logan essentially. And then and then is like threatening to kidnap and assault Sky in front of Logan. And then a wolf busts in the <laughs> Because Crow apparently raised a, an orphaned wolf puppy and now it lives in his house. Is this the first we're hearing about this? <laughs> so it's, it's the second time the wolf is mentioned. Crow oh, mentions the wolf, wolf earlier in the Classic book. Classic literary. It's never mentioned in my book about Crow. <laughs> She's having puppies and she like busts into the house and attacks the bad guy and then like leaves again. <laughs> and like I don't know what happens after that. But Notice, they... the wolf died on the way back to its home. <laughs> so then at that point, I think Sky and Logan decide to stay in the county, even though Sky's probably or thinks she's pregnant. And uh Cammy and Rafer go away with Ivan Resnova, and Crow is still hanging out in the county as well. And like that's where it ended, as far as I could tell. Um, <laughs> other facts about this: Sky is an is an FBI agent. She's on medical leave after having like a breakdown when she, with her last case. She's trying to solve the case of her sister's death, her foster sister's death, twelve mm-hmm. years ago. That's why she's in town, and she is working with. Uh, Archer Tobias, whose name is backwards. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They are a partner. They're partners. Um, so like Wait, she Sky and Archer are partners? Yeah, they like they okay. like check in with each other a bunch about like here's what like like at one point Sky like law goes partners. Yeah, like law enforcement partners. Sky cool. goes to talk to Archer about like she has because he's working with the sheriff's department. Yes. And so she goes to talk to him about some like getting some evidence from the one of the crime scenes that this guy created. Mm-hmm. Um, other facts about this book: the sex in this book is terrible, yeah. and it is so, so icky. Gross. I have that. developed several word aversions, including crest and juices. Juices. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I don't know. I had to read "Laughing at Her Cream." So, oh god. <laughs> um, but yeah, gross. it was very unpleasant to read about. And then also, there's it's just like a lot of like. Like, uh, gender roles-wise, it made me real yeah. uncomfortable because yes. there's a For lot of, sure. like, he was so masculine and dominant, and it and it's just like, that's, like, no. Like, if that's what, you, like, it's one thing if it's, like, you're into this, this side of stuff, but, like... It's not a default setting for every human. <laughs> yeah. And like that's kind of how they made it how this book made it sound like it was like, 
all all men who are like this kind of growly possessive stuff are the the hottest men mm-hmm. and every woman yeah. wants them and i was like no <laughs> was the like possessiveness of his feelings toward her like a central theme of the entire book because that's how i yes. felt about the first one absolutely. and the one that i wrote was yours like that yes. yeah um, it's like I'm, apparently it's very sexy for a man to be like disgustingly possessive to the point where it's scary yeah Yeah. Yeah. uh i'm pretty sure i just looked at the cover of this book i'm pretty sure that both the cover models are the the same people and they're supposed to be different people oh yeah i think those are the same people so we got a different one so this is kind of an example of uh of how of how this manifests itself so the pug is very clearly a metaphor also for sky like it's like he, like, he it's has this, to protect it's this, her. It's this helpless thing he cannot protect. Sky I also, has trouble breathing. I also find it hilarious that Logan has a pug and his brother has a wolf. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just proud of Laura Lee for knowing what a metaphor is. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this is the point when uh, Logan has has recently acquired the dog and Sky. <laughs> well, <laughs> metaphorically so and literally, bad. this book is falling apart. <laughs> this book literally just fell apart. It <laughs> fell off the table. Um, so uh, this is. So this is shortly after after Logan has acquired the dog and Sky has come over and met the dog and Logan is essentially trying to get Sky to take the dog because he feels like the dog will be safer with Sky than with him. He says, "Take the dog home with you." He finally snapped as anger got the best of him. If I wanted it, I would have brought it in. And I don't have time for a trip to the shelter. Remember, they put down unadopted dogs there. There's no way that mud is going home is go, is going to get a home the way it howls and cries twenty four seven. People hate pugs. That's what he said out loud. And then internal monologue Logan says, and the puppy needed out of the mountain air. Pugs could sicken easily. They needed care, just like women and babies did. Oh my god. <laughs> like, this is the summary of Logan's feelings about <laughs> I have to put on a tough exterior or else women will know that I like dogs. Yeah. That yes. feminine trait. Yes. Liking so, dogs. So, um, that is Deadly Sins. What questions do you have? Okay, I, my, my first two questions. One. Who was the bad guy in your book? Like, the one that, like, tried to assault and kidnap I don't Sky. think we ever actually got a name for him. Barry okay. Lowry. Okay. I or really, I really Do you, don't. Was he, was he, like, the big baddie, or he was he working for the big he baddie? He was working for the big baddie. It, Do you know who the big baddie is? It is strongly implied that the big baddie is one of the three barons. So yes, the... the- Cousins, like, mm. the uncles. The grandfathers yeah. of the of the Callahans, essentially. Interesting. Um, however, it is only implied. It is not explicitly stated. Okay. Dave? Well, I was confused about that whole plot in my book, so I don't even know if I have a coherent question to ask. Yeah, I don't, have, I don't have one either. <laughs> I am really interested to see what your... Well, how yeah. that plot progressed in yours because I, shit might go off the rails <laughs> at the end of this. <laughs> I have one question about the like backstory slash overarching plot, which and this is particularly for those who read Midnight Sins. Was there any reference in the first book to the fact that apparently the Callahan's parents were planning to go in together on a resort yes with their inheritance yes and okay. then the now the cousins like rafer and logan and crow are planning to do the same okay yep and that was consistent in my book nice yeah. we have yeah. one consistent plot thread <laughs> and that crow and crown apparently the, the the like like you're gonna build a resort on our land we have to murder you <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's more to it than that. There is, there is, yeah. and I can't really figure out what. Like, yeah. what is the more to it than that? The oh. entire, I remember from Midnight Sins, the entire town just hates, hates them. them. 
Dude, yeah. like old men are flipping them off in yeah. the street. Yeah. This is going to sound out of left field because this is out of left field. <laughs> yeah. But was there any mention of pirates in your book? <laughs> no. No. But we All now right. need to transition directly to your book because well, yeah. we can't leave that. I just want to say that I'm going to ask that question for every book from now on. <laughs> What's the pirate sitch? Oh my God. Uh, this is going to get crazy. <laughs> uh, but before we, were there any birthmarks in your book? Mm-mm. Nope. No. <laughs> no, not in no, either one that I read. All right. Well, I wonder if mine was like inserted into the trilogy or something. I guess it could have been, but <laughs> I don't think so. So, okay, this was a question transitioning over to Dave. Now, this was a question that I have for you. So, there are three cousins. Book mm-hmm. one was about Rafer, which yes. is a terrible it's name. A terrible name. Book two was about Logan. Mine, book four, was about Crow slash Crown, whose name we apparently can't decide on. <laughs> Um, who was your book about? My book is about Anna Corbin. <gasps> yes! Was she, she's a cousin or a, a cousin. sister to someone? Yes. I'm to not which sure. one? I think she's Crow's cousin. Okay. I why are they all anybody cousins? anybody else's cousin? I don't know why they're all cousins. Well, they're 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 the on the other side. On oh, the, other on the side. Corbin okay. side. Then they stop sharing grandparents. What? <laughs> I don't know. Because if you have like a triangle of cousins and they all share the same grandparents, right? Yeah. But then if you add another cousin that's cousin to one but not the rest, then yeah. that means they no longer share the same grandparents. They share Correct. The same, so share like a different set of So presumably but one this... set of Crow's grandparents is shared with the other two yes. boys and then the other set is shared with Anna? Yes. But then Maybe. isn't the whole plot that like it's the parents and the grandparents? And so if I they don't share grandparents, then... But there's all the Baron families too, and they're yeah. all interconnected. Yes. And there's a pirate thread later. <laughs> okay, you need to you yeah, need to get right. into this. I'm so excited. I can't okay. deal with a family tree. I'm willing to accept that I don't understand. No, it. I don't I think anyone understands. It didn't work. <laughs> no. I don't think Laura Lee understands it. Okay, well, just a little disclaimer. This was the first romance novel that I've ever read. Oh God, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I read stuff in this genre, but never a novel length before so oh, that was, that was are you experience. a little traumatized um it wasn't frankly not as bad as i was expecting because oh, okay. i have listened to some of the uh, more recent podcasts yes <laughs> namely yeah. 50 shades of gray and jungle freaking bride yeah, yeah. jungle yeah. freaking bride that is yeah. that is the one yeah. um so i Thanks decided so. to approach this with a standpoint of i'm just gonna mm-hmm. believe or pretend that I believe what everyone's saying about how they feel about things, and maybe that'll help it go better. Okay, so, yeah, that, that yeah. helps. Um, so anyway, we open up in the prologue, and Anna Corbin is home from college with her family, and they're all telling her that she has to go accept a job in France that she doesn't want with a guy who made a pass at her before, um, and all she wants to do Typical is French. come home to Corbin County and stay with her family, but they keep pushing her away, and she doesn't like it. And she's very conflicted and whiny about it. But also, <laughs> but also, Archer Tobias is sitting across the table, and he looks pretty damn fine. Ooh. So that is the setup. Archer Tobias, whose name is backwards. Yeah, yes. I'm yeah. sorry, but the name Archer Tobias does not lend itself well to a hunky secret agent. It lends itself well to like a poorly bumbling, or well, like a he's, nerdy dude. He's not. Yeah. He's not a secret agent. He was a ranch hand on the Corbin Ranch when she was growing up, and he's about like 12 years older than her. Um, then apparently when, so that was the prologue, then she did go back to college. The first three chapters, the same thing happens. Time skips. <laughs> three, three times in a row. She keeps coming home from college and then grad school and her family keeps pushing her away. And she keeps making eyes at Archer Tobias the whole time. 
Um, You're like, I don't know that we needed this yeah. three separate times. <laughs> okay. Did you guys get a lot of time skips at the beginning of your book? Because that's one yeah. thing about yes. it from Midnight Suns. I didn't. There was a little bit, but it was never more than like a week. So, uh, which is a little so easier to handle. Eight years. In chapter two, the same thing happened. She's going back to college as a 24-year-old. This is a direct quote from the book. I need a life, Dad. Is that so hard to understand? <laughs> In my so, opinion, the Jedis are evil. So whiny. <laughs> um, oh, and I did make a note that I saw the word, the name Rafer, which was, uh, I triggered something in my memory, and obviously now that's the guy from the first book. Yes. So. There was constantly pieces like that. Dave's notes all have little sad faces next to them instead like of bullets. Of and that's great. <laughs> <laughs> he, has, oh, so. he has some question marks and yes. then some sad faces, and it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So the sad face was anything that I thought was bad writing or bad yeah. editing. And that explains. Way too much to go into detail. Yes. But one thing that bothers me is when they repeat something, and then two <clears throat> lines later they repeat it again. Yes. Um, so that happens a lot in this yes. type of genre. I, it's actually like not necessarily in this genre. It's this book. Like, oh yeah, it's these books. They're I worse than normal. Go, it goes along well with my Fifty Shades of Grey theory, and that's that the copy editor did not want to read this book, yeah. and so they're just like, I publish it. Yeah. And they have obviously just a ton of different euphemisms and synonyms for all sorts of different stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, she took it too far though when instead of saying button, she said rounded disc of his shirt. I was like, what it's is a button? It's, it's, it's just a button. A button. Like, what is going on? We have a word for this. Um, so this whole time she wants to leave. She's not leaving. Um, they say, well, you can't stay here because you're going to be targeted next by the serial killer who's targeting all of the Callahans. Well, all the women who have ever had relations with the Callahans. I hope that she hasn't. She's a cousin. <clears throat> right. Well, she's like, well, Crow's her cousin, but she has a connection to the family. Um, but she and Archer are getting pretty close at this point. Um, and so that's sort of the setup then. Um, and then there's a 30 page sex scene to really take us. <laughs> Did the sex scene in your book span oh, multiple chapters? Yes. Yeah. So there were, there were a couple of like uh, heavy scenes in chapters like one, two, and three that were yeah. not quite full on sex scenes yet. But then we got the full on sex scene. It started in chapter four. Oh, and by the way, Anna's a virgin, but she's also a sex goddess, because that's how that works. Yes. Just like Anastasia. You gotta be both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then it kept going into chapter five. And chapter five was also when I finally figured out what crest meant. Oh, God, no. It kept showing up again and again. Um, And then chapter six was still the sex scene. (laughs) And it was... Just more sex. So pages 73 to 103 are one single sex scene. I wish I have a template for these books. I mean, so my book does break the template because there wasn't an actual sex scene until like chapter probably 10 or 12. Wow. No, but you got gross murder rape scenes. Yeah, we still yeah. got gross murder rape scenes. Yeah. You guys, what's a crest? <laughs> the it's crest. a penis. Yeah. It, it, a pe- it might be the head. It might be the tip. It might be the, it might be the whole thing. Is it like, like a, a bird that's trying to mate and it flutters out? That's what I, I think when I hear know. crest. I if, don't know. If she had introduced it as maybe the crest of his penis, yeah, no, it's just crest. It's just, crest. It's just the word crest. And each each guy has a slightly different coat of arms. On it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like the Callahan coat of arms. Uh, no, 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 no. 
<laughs> oh. oh god. So this is why I have a word aversion now. <laughs> <laughs> so Archer is a policeman now in the town. I don't know if I ever mentioned that. Yeah. Between okay, so yeah, rancher, military. Now he's the police guy. Everybody so. went to the military. Yeah, well, that's what the men do. Right. The men are yeah. possessive and protective. And, and women go to college. Women and become have, nurses. Yeah. <laughs> they have relationship hangups, but they really like sex. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, pretty terrible. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I can't even talk about it anymore. <laughs> yep. Um, and then uh, finally, after that giant sex scene in Chapter 7, I get a little bit of backstory. Um, Rafer, Logan, Crow, and the two Resnovas are all mentioned in like one sentence. They are not separate people. They are all like just this group of people that I'm supposed to know about. Um, so I guess if I'd read the other books in the series, <laughs> it would have made a little more sense. Uh, but it still seems like a lot. Yeah, just yeah. just be happy with one. And they keep talking about the past history of the murders that the, the serial killer has done in like a really gross way. Um, like there's the original six women that were killed, and then there's like more that keep getting piled on in my book um, yes. and just more bad writing um, I also figured out that I probably wasn't going to figure out who the final baddie was in my book which was kind of disheartening that the little plot that I had to string me along probably <laughs> oh wasn't going to come to much of a resolution <laughs> if, you, if you didn't figure out who the big baddie was in your book <laughs> I can't okay <laughs> well, so, well wait a minute Okay, I continue. The, the pirate connection may... <laughs> what is the pirate connection? <laughs> it's a song from a 70s. Oh, or no, it's the one that Kermit sings. Yeah. <laughs> the um, there's Marshall Roberts. Does that name mean anything? No. Came nope. Once. Never mentioned again. Uh-uh. Is uh, Marshall a title or his yeah, first is name? Yeah, is it a title or a first name? I don't know. Because if, if it's like a U.S. Marshall... It was just Marshall Roberts. Huh. Mentioned once, dropped. Interesting. Um, I developed a really bad aversion to the word impalement. No, thank you. Uh, chapter nine in my notes I have, I know more about Archer's crest than his actual <laughs> life oh, at this point. God. This guy is not like a real character. <laughs> It's just a, Do you get anything from his, so here's yeah, a question. He's a penis delivery system. Do you get anything delivery. from his perspective? Sort of. Does it ever switch perspectives in the middle of a scene? Well, that's why I said sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whatever character was mentioned last. It's like now that's that's, we're that's about. like the narrator is now talking about them, I guess. Um, and then yeah. there's just like random stakes raising that's happening too, because the whole time is like to protect Anna, and we have to make you safe, and they keep like yeah. reiterating the same thing over and over. And then out of nowhere. Um, her gaze turned to Rafer and Logan, both of whom now live daily with the knowledge that they made one mistake, blink too long, or dared to drop their guard for a second, then the women they loved would die. In Logan's case, his unborn child would die as well. So this guy is pregnant. Yes, just out of nowhere. These are characters I don't know. <laughs> That's the way you bring up um, past Spoiler alert, Sky has twins. Oh my god. <laughs> Great unborn children. But it's right? a different sky because you just have an E. It's cloudy <laughs> and sunny. <laughs> ah, that's a good one. Thank you. Uh, more sex scenes, more confusion. Um, and then out of, out of nowhere, there was just this flashback with these characters that I didn't really know. And I thought maybe I hadn't been paying attention. But sometimes things happen here. Like, she'll tell most of the story but leave out a key detail. Mm -hmm. And then later you have to pick it up. Yeah. So I think that's exactly what was happening with this flashback scene where she didn't actually name a couple of the characters, 
that was just supposed to know from the father or the daughter relationship, figure out who it was after the fact. Um, it's the same as earlier uh, in their map of all the killings that have happened in Corbin County. They have all these pushpins, um, and each color represents like a different type of murder that had happened. Oh. And he puts a yellow one in the map, and we learn all the colors except for yellow. And then four <laughs> chapters later, I finally get to learn that yellow means the latest serial killer. Oh my, god. So, oh my god. That was not suspenseful. That was confusing. So there's multiple se- Oh god. It's um, like Murder, She Wrote, but more crests. Yeah. <laughs> I knew so Let's little about the other characters in this book that in chapter 11, I thought Crow was a woman for a while, <laughs> despite having previously thought she was a man. Um, and then chapter 12, I finally learned that, you know, Crow is a man and actually Anna's cousin. Um, there's a lot of, like, just bad stuff, more impaling. Uh, the, the height of the badness happened in chapter 14 when Anna gets shot. Ooh. <gasps> By a pirate with one of those old-timey pistols. Well, it was a harpoon gun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was not. It was <laughs> Oh, God. No, she gets shot with a bullet. Um, but it's it's clear that Laura wow, Lee does, does not know how guns work, how mm-hmm. bullets work, how the healthcare system works. <laughs> how, how bodies work. How ambulances work. Yeah, true. How bodies work. I should have picked up on that earlier. <laughs> like the, the sex scene that's been three chapters. That's when you should have, oh, this woman doesn't understand the human form. <laughs> Do they take the um, bullet out in the ambulance? No, they don't. They don't get the bullet out. This is an explosive round, so there's oh, a God. lot. There's a lot of tension because it might go off at any moment. <sighs> I I was pretty sure that a, that's a Grey's Anatomy plot. <laughs> wait, an explosive round bullet? No, it's like a oh. bomb that ends up in somebody. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, okay. so I did the most cursory research. One Google search. Yeah. Explosive rounds are large, very large yeah. caliber ammunition. Yeah. impact. Yeah, there is no way you could have a delayed explosion <laughs> of a yeah. Or a bullet that just grazes your thigh that is an explosive round but also gets lodged in there but also doesn't cause any major damage. It's like thank God it didn't hit bone because it could have shattered. It's like, but the bone's not the one you want to yeah. Out yeah. Also, there's the femoral artery <laughs> yes. where you are just dead now. Like, cool. Sorry. Okay, bye. At least then the book would be done. <laughs> oh, hey, guys, God. I have a question. What's your favorite toothpaste? Is it Crest? No. Oh, that was me. You just ruined toothpaste for Michelle forever. <laughs> I do not use Crest. You do. <laughs> I'm more. We use, we use Sensodyne, thank you, because we're old people. <laughs> Uh, this podcast brought to you by yeah. Sensodyne. Susan's like, well, I got bad news. Sensodyne makes an appearance in the next <laughs> So, after that... <laughs> Dave can't even process. I, I can't deal with toothpaste right now. <laughs> uh, they decide it's too dangerous for Anna. We're going to keep her safe on the Callahan Ranch. Okay. Um, and then we meet Sky and Cammie, who are there. And I'm pretty sure I just learned about the plot of Michelle's book on page 247. <laughs> and after hearing the plot of your book, I did, in fact. That's right. Good. Um, and then, then I was sure I was not going to get a resolution to my book because right. it's been going on for three novels, apparently, already. Um, there's a lot of stuff where the Laura Lee just refers to something that happened before. And I'm never quite sure if it's because she's, like, 
bad at writing and didn't show this or it's because it happened in a previous book nope it's the first one also just because things happen in a previous book doesn't mean you you can't like provide some minimal gloss of what they are especially then finally in chapter 16 pirate pirate note pirate treasure what i shit you not we learn that the the barons who like started this whole ranch thing the land Turns out there was um, another two people who also wanted the land back whenever they first founded their um, company holding ranch, whatever it's called, their land group. There were two pirates, Raider and Blood, who also staked a claim for the same land at the same time. They showed up with all their treasure. Maybe. We don't know if they actually had treasure. But the Callahans, Corbins, and whatever the other Baron families were, won the land in a shootout with these people, but they think that the pirates may have hidden their treasure in one of the valleys. Okay. Does anyone else have the same question that I have, geographic-wise? Why are pirates, Why are pirates in Colorado? In Colorado? Yeah. <laughs> in the height of the Rocky Mountains. I don't know. I guess it's a good They're place They're mountain to... pirates. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, no one would ever suspect that you had buried your treasure there unless you died in a shootout me, with yeah, a bunch of Let ranchers. me see this uh, legal deed. Apparently, you've rented out to Blood Q Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. Captain Blood Q Pirate. <laughs> My bad. Well, I'm, I'm glad that that happened because you paid that... paid taxes and doubloons. That provides a little tiny bit of clarity about the plot of my book but not a whole lot just a little well the two serial killers in my book both suspect there's two? Oh yes there are two. Oh my god and one of them has so many names i don't even know he might be the same guy from the note he's the devil what are some of his names uh amory something okay. wyatt amory wyatt is one of his names okay. but... why does everyone's name is backwards <laughs> i don't understand um, and walter Sorensen is like the main is it wayne Sorensen? oh maybe yeah wayne Sorensen. Uh, yep okay yep he's the and his he's, brother wax he's the one they think is the main serial killer okay this all comes out at the end so i'm not quite there yet okay but uh, so yeah, we, we can we have to finish the book. <laughs> okay, after we learn about the pirate treasure in the next chapter, I get verbatim the same sex scene <laughs> that I had 110 yes. pages earlier. How long was this one? Uh, this is a shorter one. This okay. is only about uh, 10 pages long. Ugh, still too many. But yeah, only three of the pages though are like verbatim the the exact only same three. stuff. The thing that tipped me off was the buttons being referred to as round discs again. Yeah. Um, And then some of the impalement and gushing tipped me off. Did they like have reshoots and they didn't want to do the sex scene again? And so after I got the same sex scene twice in a row, my notes get a lot sparser. (laughs) Because your brain died. Uh, Because... I lost a, a lot of interest. I thought the <laughs> plot was just stringing me along to the sex scenes, but the sex scenes weren't doing anything either. So. No. Um, the plot keeps moving. It turns out that... <laughs> chapter 18, sex. Yep. Chapter 19. <laughs> uh, it turns out that Anna has a secret birthmark on her back that people don't notice, even though it's been many mentioned many times how good she looks in a bikini. So, Gross. Um, this is a birthmark that i learned the significance of before i even learned what it looks like um, is it a map 
No. So that's why, that's why I was very excited. But it actually means that she is a Callahan. What? Because turns out birthmarks are genetic and everyone's birthmarks always look the same and theirs look like a broken arrow. So she's actually Crow's sister, Sarah Callahan, <gasps> not Anna Corbin as she's thought her whole life. Gasp. No, she was not. She <laughs> In is. my book, Sarah Callahan died as a baby and Anna is a totally separate person. Well, no, no. So I think it's the same. That's the plot of my book. Okay. Yeah, yeah so she so. was raised as Anna Corbin okay. by the Corbins because Sarah Callahan. No, wait. <laughs> now I'm confused. Well, so they would have, they would have like taken Sarah Callahan to keep her safe, theoretically, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because um, she really she is been... Sarah Callahan. Okay. Her parents died when she was a baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the Corbins, um, her, like the people who raised her, they, their, their siblings who also died at the same time during this string of murders. Um, had a baby also who died and, and they so were they like, just like, like oh we'll just take baby. this baby yes. yeah. so <laughs> the real anna corbin I don't... the old baby swap yes so does crow find out in your book that or is it it's just actually anna... his sister yes because he doesn't know that in my book which happened what? after he doesn't know no that's the whole sure? ending no he definitely and, but in my book it is written that like i had a sister and she died and anna is my cousin is he like they do not combine those like to himself in his thought process. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm Dave. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I believe you. Laura Lee is wrong. <laughs> Laura Lee forgot what happened at the end of one book when she started writing this the is other like one. Death of the author. Thing. I mean, yeah, it's not. It's not just the family who knows. Yeah. The, the, the whole news, town. The word was sweeping Corbin County that Anna Corbin was actually Sarah Ann Callahan. Oh my god. I'm just, just, just in case anybody is screaming at their podcast wondering, did you get the order wrong? The answer is no. Goodreads <laughs> says that Secret Sins is the Callahan's number three. Yeah. Not even like 2.5? No, like... not even like 2.5. Like number three. So. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, and it turns out the serial killer is actually two serial killers, um, one of whom is a super creepy dude who apparently has a family that's on the other side of the country, and he came on as, uh, what's his name, Wayne Sorensen's partner to help. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention, Wayne Sorensen is descended from the pirates, which is how he knows about the treasure (laughs) and the reason he's killing everybody. So that he can stake a claim on the land. No one else knows about the treasure. Just go get the treasure. Yeah. Well, they kind of do, and it's all confusing because there's contradictions in the plot. What? At the end. <laughs> so I'm not sure who really knows what about the pirates and where the treasure is. I, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna put my foot down and say I'm not really sure who knows what about anything in these books. Yes. Including the people who actually read them. Okay. Because well, the books themselves are wrong. I'm sure I've used up well over my fair share of time. So that go I'll leave it there. Sense. That provided, like, enough clarification about my plot to be like, okay, these books are related, but also not enough for me to be able to explain the plot of my book. (laughs) Um, So apparently, Wayne Sorensen is our main serial killer, descended from the pirates, knows about the treasure, wants to claim the land for himself, so he's trying to kill the Callahans. Right. So, so, you do so know the bears a, have nothing to do with it. You know there's a treasure. It's not that it's a pirate treasure. And it was never mentioned as a pirate oh. treasure. It was only referenced like two times. Mm. We don't really like 
nothing really comes of it. We just like, there's a treasure, and that's why he's trying to kill them. So the barons aren't doing anything. There's nothing about the barons. The grandparents are never mentioned in my whole book, which wraps up the series. Even though they've been like the antagonist, the antagonist the whole time. They're apparently not. Apparently, that was a red herring. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not a red herring. It's just bad. Yeah, like it's a stinky oh. dead fish. <laughs> so, um, one question that I have for the two of you. In these books, are the men in your books constantly growling? Oh, yeah, yes. I remember that. Yeah. 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 They're always oh. growling. In fact, no one we... ever says anything in, yeah. in books like this. They growl it or gasp it or yeah. Yeah. smirk it. I was doing a voice for Archer whenever I was reading his lines, and it really it helped me get through it. Yeah. Growl. Yeah. <laughs> sort of a Western mm-hmm. growl. Yeah. yeah. Um, my book had a lot of time jumps in the first three chapters. Ugh. It was very confusing, <laughs> and I kind of, like, if... If I thought that I could mentally withstand it, I would go back and reread this one and Midnight Sins and try to like create a timeline <laughs> to figure out what events are happening Meaning at the when? same time. Because it is a messy ass timeline. It's crazy. I was going to say, you know who didn't do that? Morally. Wayne is sometimes referred to as the slasher and sometimes referred to as the stalker, both capitalized. Yes. Um, and so wait, so Lowry Berry was just a completely separate murderer. He was working for Wayne. Yes. So Wayne's Wayne, partner. So a serial killer is contracting out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. You guys, I am just swamped. <laughs> Amory Wyatt mentioned once at the beginning. Nothing is ever resolved. We don't catch him. We don't kill him. Let me see if I can look up what his new uh, alias was going to be. Okay. Um, let's see. What else is... Oh, it's sometimes our main character is referred to as Crow, other times Crown. That still happens in the book about him? <laughs> in the book about him. He's Crow slash Crown. He's, Callahan. he's only Crow in mine. Yeah, he's only Crow in mine. He too. was Crow slash Crown in the first one, too. I think she just sometimes forgot. Um, maybe, Crown isn't a name. Maybe no. ours were filler. Maybe she wrote those two first and then stuck ours in the middle. Maybe. It is a hot mess, whatever way she did it. Well... She, she's like, okay, book one, murder, sex scenes, great. Book, apparently two-ish, uh, pirate treasure. Wait, no, I should probably put some lead up here. And it still didn't work. This book centers around Crow Callahan and this woman named Amelia that he was in love with when they were younger. Um, and then he couldn't date her because, again, the danger that anyone, like, was dating with them or sleeping with them, was going to get killed by the slasher, um, who turns out to be Wayne Sorensen, who's Amelia's dad. Um, oh! Wait. Amelia was married, and then Crow murdered her husband. What? <laughs> he was abusive, and Crow was protecting her, so Crow murdered her husband. Oh and God. so now she's a widow, um, and her dad is also abusive. So there's this really super gross undercurrent of, like, this damaged woman and he has to protect her and it made me want to projectile vomit everywhere (laughs) over all of the words um do you remember in the first book there's something about the love interest cammy and had a diary and i think she was yes that was amelia so cammy and amelia were roommates in college and amelia had a diary where she wrote about cammy who had been pregnant with rafer's baby but then had a miscarriage and then she also wrote some of her own secrets in the diary which i'll get to and then wayne found it and started threatening cammy 
like with blackmail and then also took Amelia out of college and made her marry this gross person that Crow then murdered. <laughs> Makes faces so perfect. <laughs> so, um... Well, all right. So, that, old, that old chestnut. So at the beginning, Crow is trying to use Amelia as bait to Great. get Wayne That's to come out of hiding. Beloved. And so he's like publicly parading her around town and like having interviews about how they're dating because he wants to make Wayne mad. So who's, he'll come and try cares? to kill Amelia. What kind of small town newspaper? It's a scoop. Um, he'll, so he'll try to kill Amelia and then so that Crow can kill him. Um, and so he's like using her as bait. And then there's a guy named Clyde who also gets murdered because he uncovered something about the night that the Callahan parents died, but that never really comes back at all. Oh um, and then there's I think a. We all agree the grandparents killed the parents. Right? Then there, no Wayne killed the parents. There's the what? grandparents aren't in this. Wayne killed the parents. Wayne has killed everybody. That's bad. That's um, so bad. Then we think Wayne dies in a car crash, but he doesn't actually. So then we have to try to use Amelia as bait again. There's a lot of really gross sex scenes. And here are some phrases that I now have an aversion to. Um, yes. Here's some, no. just, just some <laughs> gross stuff. Uh, the phrase hot feminine heat is used a lot. <laughs> this is a ska band. <laughs> um, the dominant sexual creature lurking just beneath his surface. Um, he refers to her vagina as his favorite treat a lot, and that makes me want to <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, He is described okay. as being completely male and erotic, and she is described as being primarily female. Oh, good. Um, that works, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, there's one really fun scene where she has just been through a traumatic thing, and she tells him that she does not want to have sex with him, and he says, that's fine, but I'm going to have sex with you. Um, that's called rape. That's what that is. And so then we that's get to go into a lot of detail about that, which was a very uncomfy. <clears throat> um, like, Crow's behavior is like textbook possessive abusive person, yes. and it's yep. terrible. Um, let's see. What are some other gross sex things that I wrote down? The honey dripping down from her pretty oh. thighs. <laughs> Dave and I both oh, just no. like jerked away. <laughs> um, oh. Again, hot female honey is another one. Um, and then I just started skipping through the sex scenes. There were 12 sex scenes in the 29 chapters of this book. Oh my God. <laughs> On average, a sex scene lasts a chapter and a half. Oh my God. So that's like about 22. It's it's like two thirds sex scenes. Oh God. It was, it was just atrocious. Uh, Um, Was there a lot of hunger? Yes. That's what I made tallies about. Uh, So the, was the phrase, the word hunger or like hungry used a lot in yours? Uh, it was not, I didn't notice hunger. What I noticed was damned and I didn't think, I didn't think to tally it until I had already gotten too far, but I did go back just now and tally it. And in the first one and a half pages, Logan, of his, like, narration, Logan says, damned, seven times. Yeah, the word <laughs> hunger is used 83 times. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Yeah. 83 this, times. This lends credence to our one and four are actually supposed to be one and two theory. That's because true. Because hunger and damned were used a lot in yeah. book one. Um, he also we says... Got, we've got an angle on this. I didn't, I didn't tally this one, but he says, God damn you, Amelia, like, oh, a million God. and a half times, and it was terrible. So yeah, he's trying to use uh, Amelia as bait. 
And then he finds out that Amelia is not actually Wayne's daughter, but he's trying to keep that information from her because he's afraid that if she finds out that she's not actually Wayne's daughter, she's going to leave. So he's trying to hide that from her. I want to give something to our listeners really quickly. And this is something that I've enjoyed because I haven't had to summarize a book that got... Uh, and that is, I think, a record number of times throughout these summaries, a person has looked up in the air while describing plot relationships and moved their finger from left <laughs> yeah. to right and then right to left again. Like, it's follow so the bouncing hard to ball keep style. track of. Because Amelia is the daughter of Wayne, but Crow's trying to keep it back. From, it's like we're put into forward and reverse trying to make sense of it. But so Amelia actually knows that she's not Wayne's daughter because she has been leaving sporadically like throughout her life to go see her real family. So her mom, whose name is Thea, was married to Wayne but was lovers (laughs) with with a guy named Ethan. And then she got pregnant with Ethan's baby. But then she had to marry Wayne. And so then she faked her own death in a car accident and left with Ethan. But she had to leave Amelia there. I don't know why. And that so, like, seems bad. Wayne raised Amelia, and then she would like go, like go visit her mom. I don't know how that worked. But then, Does of course, Does not exist in this. <laughs> there's a secret baby. What? Wow. <laughs> it's a pirate baby. Because of course, there's a secret baby. Um. So apparently, when Amelia was 17, she lost her virginity to Crow and got pregnant. To Crow? To Crow. Yeah, they like briefly dated when they were in high school. Oh, okay. This is Amelia. Okay. Yeah, this is Amelia. And so she had so she has this baby and she like gives the baby to her mom to raise. Apparently when she is giving birth to the baby, she bleeds to death and then is uh, resuscitated with the like little shocker thing. That's not how that works. <laughs> That's not how that works at all. The, the resanguination panel. Yeah. <laughs> Give me 50 cc's of blood. I will insert it through your skin using electric. And I think it's just a further proof sanguine. that Laura Lee has no idea how bodies work. Like, she bled to death, and so let's electrocute her back to life. Oh my god. And it was like, uh, this whole thing was a mess. But that moment I was like, shit just really fell apart here. Um, oh my god. So here, eat this blood. Quick. <laughs> yeah, and I literally wrote in my notes, of course there's a secret baby. <laughs> um secret baby's name is Rumbles. So yeah. So then they're all together in this like safe house. So it's Amelia and Crow and their baby, whose name is Kimmy. She's like six now. And then Amelia's secret parents. And then they're hoping oh. that Wayne will break in to try to kill them all so that they can kill Wayne. And then they do. And that's what happens in between sex scenes. Um, and then apparently everything's good now. Even though Amory Wyatt wasn't a thing. So apparently there's still another serial killer on the loose. Um, but that's okay because we but got the, the our middle big manager daddy. Serial yeah, killer, the, so. the serial killer who's hiring the serial yeah. killer to do serial killer things. Is um, so. Also, every character that interacts even tangentially with our main characters has to have their own densely complicated, tragic backstory. Yes. So there's like one brief scene where Amelia interacts with these three guys that she grew up with, going to high school with. They're the Carter brothers. 
And oh, what's with the C names? <laughs> their parents died, and then they of were raised they by did. their aunt, and then their aunt was murdered by Wayne, and then they were in foster care, and their foster parents were abusive, and then when they were little, one of them cheated off Amelia's test, and she told the teacher, and then they got beat up by their foster brothers, and so they've, like, tried to look out for each other ever since, and we, like, spent half a chapter on this, and then they were never mentioned again. <laughs> Why... Their names are Aaron and Nick. Yeah. There you go. Aaron and Nick. Oh, God. Aaron and Nick what? <laughs> Carter. Carter. Oh. No. <laughs> um, so we've got the Carter, the Corbins, and the Callahans from Callahan County, Colorado. Corbin County, Colorado. Corbin County, Colorado. And Crow slash Crown. Crow Callahan from Corbin County, Colorado. What a kooky caveman kind of. Um, there's Co- also a whole chapter and a half that's outside. devoted to Amelia losing her position as the events and social chair for the women's committee. She's oh, the no. one that puts on all the socials um, because everyone is mad at her because her dad is a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> so then... <laughs> Listen, on Wednesdays we wear pink and serial killer daughters So they're afraid that us. their logic for taking out of this position is if... We disagree with you, and you get mad. You're gonna have your dad kill us. Like, <laughs> so we're going to forcibly remove you from the committee and make you mad. Please don't tell your dad to kill us. Are they 17 oh years old? And then uh, Anna, who is Amelia's best friend, like sticks up for her, and so then Anna takes on the committee, and then is basically like Amelia's still doing it. Um, and they're working on a social that's going to be fairy themed, and she's really excited about her fairy costume because apparently we're seven. Um, and that was like probably one of the the like the one single topic that was focused on the most throughout the book, other than the sex scenes. The fairy costume was the social planning committee, like the murder and the secret baby and the dead parents that weren't dead. All of that, not as much time devoted to it as the social. This is awful. <laughs> how, how old are Anna and Amelia during that? I, that's like the current day. So like, oh, grown but, women. But Anna is Sarah from my book. No, she's not. Because in my book, Sarah was a separate person who's dead. She still goes by Anna and Aunt, like, so, but then, well, but then Sarah she... would have been like around the same age as the Callahans. Yeah. No. Well, Sarah and Anna were the same age because yes. I did the switched at birth. Thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, yeah. so she would have been around the same age as the Callahans because the Callahans were like maybe f- between five and ten when their parents died. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe it does make sense, and she just keeps going by Anna Corbin, even Maybe. though she's Sarah. Hey, unhappy families are all unhappy in their own way, am I right? Yeah. Anna Corbin. Uh, you're not allowed to bring up Tolstoy on this podcast <laughs> of all of, the episodes. Speaking of, actually, of, of uh, apparently very good writers, who's the writer who does, like, the slice of life, like, it's really supposed to be boring because it's about real people raymond carver raymond carver i always say raymond chandler but this is like raymond carver if he knew some really fucked up people because <laughs> it's just like the social yeah. planning committee is the most important part of my life also fake babies and whatever but this is the focus um, right now so all of this wraps up with our last sentence they hadn't committed the ultimate sin when they loved they'd given birth to the ultimate joy instead Oh. And that is how the series ends. His book is named Ultimate Sin. No, no my book is I'm Secret Sins. 
Um, my questions that I had that no, I don't think we have answers to yeah, were why does everyone in the county hate the cousins and whatever happened with the grandparents? And I don't think we don't think we get answers treasure. to either of those or the treasure. I guess because everyone who associates with them gets killed by yeah, a that's serial just, killer. Yeah, that yeah. probably does some damage to your yeah. reputation. Yeah. So that provides a lot of clarity on all the plot intricacies of the uh, Callahan series, right? I'm going to go take a nap. The Crikes was alcoholic. I know. That's the only downside of doing this episode in the middle of the day is that none of us were drunk. But now we can go drink away the pain later. Yeah. Yes. So. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, thanks for reading these books with me. <laughs> this was a ton of fun. Thank it was you a ton of fun. Yeah. Damned. Damned. I've got a hunger for more episodes. These we really need to do some, like, I'll get this published in the New Yorker about Laura Lee's secret plan for the Secret Sins quadrilogy was supposed to only be two books. Mm-hmm. We've got some threads to go on, mainly that the books suck. Really <laughs> some really like, good investigative no journalism. Investigative journalism, mm-hmm. yeah. That's yes. what I'm looking for. Well, thanks, friends. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming out. Uh... Happy birthday to me, I guess. Happy birthday, Mick. Happy now, birthday, Mick. I, now I don't have to uh, release the... Uh, we've got so many bonus episodes. We're ahead of the curve. We've got some extra episodes. I like it. Yeah. Um. But I, I've been Mick Dickinson. I've been Susan Dickinson. I've been Michelle Johnson. And I've been Dave Ludgie. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure and retweet and like share these sorts of things because I enjoy having, you know, give people to listen Tell and stuff. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. We actually have a iTunes review from somebody that I don't know for once. So oh make sure God. and leave Very a exciting. rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe there. SoundCloud is probably going to die. So uh, uh, don't go with that. Go with iTunes and go with God. And the uh, <laughs> uh, intro music for our podcast is Babe of the Night by the band Elixir off of their album Rampant. And the outro music is by the birthday boy himself, Michael Dean Dickinson. Do le do le do do. You can find me on Twitter at Dickima and you can find Susan at Susan J. Uh, if our guests would like to share their Twitter, it's up to them. I am at ICFASNTW. And I am rarely found on Twitter. <laughs> I don't even know my handle. That would actually be a really good handle. <laughs> <laughs> at rarely found. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Well, we can't say have a good night, Dave, because I'm going to hey, see you thanks, first. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, You're Dave. welcome. Thanks for having me. Dave. 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 Bye. Bye. Bye.